Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Iowa Everywhere. And now, it's time for Two Guys Named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere. For the fans. And hello, welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Monday the 19th of December. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel. We are presented worldwide because we're here on the internet. We, you could literally be watching us on the pyramids in Egypt if you want, and you could be thinking about fairway meat and all the other great things you can get at fairway, fairway meat and grocery. I'm going to be heading to fairway in the next couple days to get me a giant ass prime rib to throw in the Traeger Coming up on Christmas Eve. I can't wait. I've never tried this recipe before. It is going to be delightful. Chris Hassel joins. Are oh, you wearing like a parka? You got a scarf? You're indoors? What the hell is wrong with you? It's freezing, man. I've got, uh, I mean, I've got my coat, my scarf. I even You're have a stocking indoors. cap sitting nearby in case I need it. But uh, it's cold, though. I'm in, I'm you, at my dad's house, and I swear it's like 60 degrees in here. You need to wear that indoors. Yes, it's cold. I'm always cold when I wake up, but it's really cold here in this room. I'm telling you, man. I, I want All I wanted to do yesterday was get a little exercise, and I couldn't because it's too cold to go outside. Cold. Could you do like push-ups indoors? Or I had to like do that? a prison workout in my the room at my dad's house. There's like a space between the edge of the bed and the wall that I did push-ups and sit-ups. That's all I could do. You've got, gotten so soft in Florida. <laughs> what was it like when you lived in Connecticut? Like, how cold is it? Is oh, it this cold? Way, Connecticut's way better than Iowa. Really? Otherwise. Oh, not even close. It's so much more mild. It doesn't get nearly as cold in the winter. It doesn't get nearly as hot in the summer. You don't get that wind. You, yeah. you get snow. You get snow, but you don't get the just the, the worst part about Iowa in the Midwest in the wintertime is this that biting wind just rips your face off. That's you're, what's it's not the cold. It's the wind with the cold. So you are you enjoying your time back home? Well, other than the weather, I guess I got here on uh, got here on Friday night. And um 
Yeah, I, I, I've seen pretty much everybody so far. I, I spent some time with my mom a couple of days ago, my dad, uh, the last couple of days, because uh, Fails came down. Fails was a good enough friend to come down and oh, hang out with stop. us. And, and you uh, you were nowhere to be found, even though your invite was was sent a few times. I asked Williams. I couldn't make it. I asked I Williams make a couple it. weeks ago if he could come join me and my dad and Andy in Bettendorf. And he's like, well, yeah, we'll see. I got to, you got these damn kids. We'll see. But I've got these in-laws. So I, I would, I, then I wouldn't hear anything for a couple of days. I'd ask him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's still working on it. It's still working on it. So the problem was we were in Vegas the week before and I used up all my childcare while we were in Vegas. And then the wife had to work all weekend. I really didn't have an option. What does I'm that sorry. mean? Like your, your, your family gives you like, okay, we'll only watch these yeah. damn hoodlums for two days a month. There are quotas. Yeah. You know, once you hit that quota, you got to figure it out. Well, that's too bad. We missed you. Do you think your does your dad like me? Like, are we at the point where he likes me yet? Or does he just think I'm that damn cyclone? What or the clown? What whatever he would call me? What where are we <laughs> yeah, at? Yeah, yeah, he'd say he'd, he'd call you a clown for sure. He th- he actually thinks that you attended the Clorinda Academy. Oh, we were eating, and then we we brought you up. We were talking about you, and he's like, "So, so he went to that Clorinda Academy, huh? What did he do?" <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't actually go there. He no. just drove by and taunted the inmates that were sentenced. <laughs> they're not inmates. I mean, technically they were in confinement, but they're not inmates. <laughs> There's a difference. Sorry. The, the the chemotherapy dog is rolling around in the background, squeaking <laughs> his toy. He seems like a real cancer patient, doesn't he? <laughs> That's great. The geriatric so- chemotherapy dog. Rolling At this point, though, Williams, I, I still don't know. Are you from Clorinda or Shenandoah? Shut up. You're just trolling me now. No, I seriously, I don't know. I'm from Clorinda. I, I worked okay. in Shenandoah. But you talk for about. Years. Oh, see, there's that's where the confusion lies. In Shenandoah, Shenandoah it's the nicer, the nicer city. No, God, no, no, no. Clorinda's much nicer than Shenandoah. Even though Clorinda has the academy and the insane asylum and the and the yeah, because that provides the- jobs, so then people can pay to have nice houses and stuff. We have jobs. Well, well we well, did. You, you did. Yeah, you said that they all got they all got shut down by by the state, huh? Yeah, Kim Reynolds not kind to the MHI. <laughs> <laughs> Budget the cuts. MHI. So yeah. where did all those Anyhow. patients go? Streets. Just let them back out into the community. Honestly, it's a big deal at first. Yeah, because now there's these, these crazy people just wandering town. Not kidding. Like it was like an actual like thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure wow. like the bad ones got transferred into like bigger places, the but then they just let some of them go. You know. Good. But anyways, uh, uh, we are a few yeah, days my before. Dad, my, <laughs> I, I forgot to. So how it came up was my dad, we were sitting there, maybe there was a lull in the conversation and my dad goes, so that Chris Williams had a pretty tough childhood, huh? <laughs> I said, well, what, what do you mean? 
Wow, it sounded like he had a hell of a time out there. He had to go to the Clarinda Academy, and <laughs> his parents worked at the his, mental hospital. And his grandpa was the warden. <laughs> so that's I'm not how kidding. it came so out. If you, if you if you go out to this MHI, it's a museum now that's haunted, and they have restored my grandfather's old office. So like wow. it's like the day he retired and left, like the office hasn't been touched. It it's got his name tag. There's like pictures of like our family. Yeah, that's. But you got to get through all the ghosts to get to the office. That's the key because it's haunted as hell out there. It is. Um, it's terrifying walking in that building. You just there's it, the air is just dense. It's different when you walk in there. You can just is tell. your is your grandpa's ghost in there too? Does he haunt the place? I don't I don't think so. I haven't really been back for a while though. So I need to do it now. Now that I'm more in tune with the spirits, the older I get, I get more in tune. I feel like every year and I do think it would be a good thing to go back and check it out. You get closer to to the spirits, the supernaturals each I'm, year. I I'm more empathic. Yeah. The older I get. Okay. Uh welcome to two guys named Chris. Um, there's people who uh, like weren't here at the start of the show that are tuning in on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, and they don't understand why you're wearing like a complete like winter weather outfit. And uh, Hassel's just cold. Now, but I'm gonna be honest. He's Hassel's being a little bitch. He's back in Iowa. He's just being a little bitch. He's not. Well, you his, can't. His frail. His frail skin is not used to the cold weathers here in the great state of Iowa anymore. You can't tell me that it's not cold out. Oh, it's cold out. Yeah, no doubt about that, brother. The wind chill is like zero, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it is going to. When do you leave? I believe we go back home on Christmas, but we still have to make our trek over to your old neck of the woods over in Corning. And. There's supposed to be the, you know, the storm rolling through on Thursday. So we were supposed to go to Corning Wednesday, come back Thursday. That was going to be a disaster. We'd get stuck there because the weather's so horrible. And so now we're going to have to go a day early. (laughs) Yeah, Western Iowa. Are there really worse places to get stuck? Because I don't think so. Spend a couple days in Corning is good for the soul. Jeez. I, but I, we got a lot of feedback. Miserable. The Corning people were uh, my buddy Joel and Joel. I was going to hit you back, sorry, but my buddy Joel offered to let you come, and he said he'd get you drunk and you could podcast from his house. He's got good internet, so you know. Oh, good internet. Well, that's key, as we know from your horrible internet. <laughs> I got it figured out. Actually, they came out. They they got it all figured out for me. So, anyways. All right. Well, Hassel's going to be making the trek over to Western Iowa a day early. I am here. Um, I don't think we're going to have a classic two guys named Chris on Thursday because of Hassel's travel plans. But I do have some plans to make a uh, to provide some content. I think Ken Miller and I are going to do a Christmas weekend football preview show because there's a lot actually going on coming up this weekend with bowl games and all the NFL, the NFL to me, Chris, and we'll get into Trey King and the Cyclones. Want to talk a little bit about Caden Proctor. 
the NFL has been awesome this year. And Shine. I know part of it's biased yeah. because I'm a Vikings fan. So I'm more into it, but like even yesterday, like I was enthralled by watching your bears and uh, Justin Fields taking on the Eagles. I mean, the, the chiefs go into Houston as a 14 point favorite. They go to overtime <laughs> uh, Dallas Jacksonville was a phenomenal game. I, I really enjoyed the NFL. This Purdy is such a cool storyline. So I, this is as much as I've been into the NFL in, in years for me. It was a great weekend. And for me, it totally overshadowed all the bowl games. Like I, I did not even pay attention to many of the bowl games on Saturday. So locked into those NFL games. And it was, I, so we had the, the, the Raiders ending yesterday with the Patriots, the most boneheaded play that you'll ever see in the NFL by Jacoby Myers throwing it oh my God. <laughs> about 20 yards backwards to Mac Jones. He was attempting to throw it to <laughs> Mac Jones. If there, there's one quarterback you don't want trying to do things with his legs, it's Mac Jones. And then he gets totally stiff-armed. That way. Now, good on Myers for just owning it after the game. He didn't make any excuses. He said, I was trying to do too much. And that's my bad. Okay, A lot of guys would make excuses. Imagine the look that Belichick was giving him in that. Oh yeah! Oh my god! And they were so the Patriots had held on to the last playoff spot in the AFC going into that game, and had they won, they would have kept it. Even I, they might have kept it even if they tied in overtime. And that's fun story about that game. I had bet on the Raiders, (laughs) and I wasn't watching the game because I I didn't get that game here. I had it done red zone, but um, my little action network thing. When you bet on a game and you log it in the action network, it like it gives you like the percentage you have to win the game mm-hmm. at that point in time. And it went from like zero to a hundred on the Raiders thing. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what just happened? Um, yeah, what was the line on that one? Three? Raiders favored by three? Uh, I played I played it at one and a half earlier in the week, and I think it closed at three or two and a half or three. Man. So yeah, right right around there. Uh, the Vikings game. So Saturday I did watch Jeez. a lot of college, the, the bowl games, honestly, I know you didn't watch them. They were awesome. I, these bowl games right now, like the one being played today, these are better than the middle tier ones because you don't have guys skipping out. So you have teams that right. actually want to be there and they're really trying. So like, to me, I'll watch a mountain West team play a Mac team. Like I just love college football. Mm-hmm. The bowl games were great. I'll watching Frank Gore's kid do what he did. Like it was a lot of fun. I'm a diehard Vikings fan, as you all know. The <laughs> Vikings complete the greatest comeback in NFL history on what would have been Saturday afternoon. And I will say that I was pretty cashed out when it was thirty to nothing. I never actually turned the game off, but I was laying there with my kid and I, I took a little nap because she had she had been a little under the weather and I was like, yeah, well, screw this. It was one of those deals where I suckered her to take a nap on my lap in the basement. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to join you here for 45 minutes or so. The thing about it, Chris, like it, they come back from 33 down. It really didn't feel like this massive, like, crazy ass comeback even though it was like i remember the bills oilers and that was Mm -hmm. like oh my god how did that happen they had two touchdowns that they probably should have had that they didn't get because of the bad calls yeah um 
Cousins throws the one pick uh, in the fourth, and it wasn't really his fault, but still, but like it just, it was the weirdest game I've ever watched because it didn't really feel like this frantic of a comeback. And then all of a sudden you're in overtime and it's like, shit, we just won the football game and are going to the playoffs. It was a bizarre, bizarre thing for a fan to sit there and watch. But one of the coolest sports moments of my life, I won't lie. I wonder how many people left the stadium when it was 33-0 at halftime. I would have. I mean, I was at the Cowboys game that was similar, and we left with like 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. I would have been gone. And they they flashed the graphic, if you were watching on NFL Network at halftime, that no team has ever – no NFL team has ever come back from 30 points down in a regular season game and won it. And I, I was at, I was in Muscatoon at halftime and I, and then my mom took me up to my dad's house in, in Bettendorf. And by the time I got there, turn it on, it was 36, 21. So I was like, Whoa, geez. Wow. They're, they're in the game. So I, I didn't see, you know, the first couple touchdowns, but then there were several times where I was like, oh, well, well, they made a good comeback, but that's it. They, mm-hmm. you know, when they had to punt the board, when they had to give the ball away uh, after the, the horrible call, and I hate those calls. That, that, how bad was that call on the fumble? Oh, so maybe the worst on field call. completely upright. He was still and running. Him down. Hmm. And they that almost cost them. him the game, you know? Yeah. It it looked like it was going to cost them. Well, they could have won in regulation, in theory, had they got that call right. right. I was watching the game, and the the announcers, there was like no – it was almost just just like the game had been tight throughout, whatever. There was really no like, oh, my God, this is the craziest comeback in NFL history. This is the largest comeback in NFL history. It it didn't seem that way. It really didn't. Um, But Maybe it's because the – Colts suck so much. They oh god. Maybe that's why it didn't feel because you felt like the whole time like, and I don't even think the Vikings are that good. And I'm a Viking. I don't think like I don't think that they're this top tier team. But damn it, that team. I will say they keep they keep it interesting, man. Like they are they are must see TV. Every you have no idea what you're going to get from that group. They win close games. And and if they can make it close, and they did at the end, they're going to pull it out. What are they ten and zero in one score games? But they are, they are, they're not a contender. I mean, no. when you when you can have games like this, where the Colts come into your building and put up thirty three on you in the first half, I mean, there there are at least three teams I would take ahead of them in the NFC. They're just not consistent enough. Like you, could they win one playoff game? Sure. Could they win two? Maybe they can't string enough games together against good competition. I mean, at least they they haven't pro- like you look at the elite competition that they've played this year and they've been blown out, right? And I think Detroit is playing like a playoff team, and they you, you know mm-hmm. you go there and lose by double digits. So it's like, yeah, it's fun though. I, I'm I'm glad to have my team in contention like this. They're going to host a playoff game. I'll probably try and get up to it. Uh, Travis Hines wow, and I do. We we, we kind of have a little tradition. Hines and I we try and get to all the playoff games when they're in Minneapolis, and oftentimes we were at the Miracle. That was the were you really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably the coolest sports moment I've ever seen. So, anyways, 
Uh, a little NFL for you there. Uh, big, big weekend. It's Circus Sports and the Circus Sports Book. Hey, we have bowl games throughout the day, all week long. If you haven't yet, I want to encourage you to download the Circus Sports Iowa app today where you can get better lines. I was with a buddy of mine, Matty Urban, on Friday night, and he's like, yeah, I just have uh, one of the competitors' apps. Do you really get better lines, or are you just saying that? I was like, Matty, I'm <laughs> telling you, you get the better lines. You're you're good financial. Why are you getting ripped off? Why are you doing that? Why do you choose to get ripped off? Why All you have to do is download the damn app, and you're going to get better lines. So just do it. So, boom, they had an extra download uh, on Friday because of it. So, d- seriously, do Nice. Check them out. These little bowl games I think are fun. Um, I'm killing it on the bowl season right now, but I am not getting – you know what pisses me off, Hassel? What's that? I think I went 1-10 when we were out in Circa on sports betting. I couldn't – right? Like yeah, we, yeah, you were you we were bad. Couldn't throw a toothpick into a volcano when we were out there, okay? And <laughs> this is probably not a great reference, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I come back. I think I've missed like two bets since we've got back. But I'm back now where I'm doing like my small units. When I was out there, I'm like all fired up. Oh, it's Vegas. Let's go. $100 on this one. Right? Uh-huh. Like, But I've sure. been absolutely on fire since we got back. It's just it's it's a bunch of crap. But regardless. You were King. So oh, you're about cool. as cold as you're about as cold as I am right now. Literally. Like how are my you literal that cold inside? God, I think you're playing to the camera. I, I, I think they close off the vents in these side rooms to save money or something. I don't know. That's like there's no heat in this in this room I'm in. I'm telling you, it's like sixty degrees in here. Oh, but speaking of circa, um Brandon just he, he mentioned the Bills or a Vikings ticket, and then somebody else mentioned the Bills. I uh, So I, I play a Survivor. I'm not in the Circa one, but I'm still in my Survivor, and I had the Bills, so I was sweating that one out on on Saturday night. I was texting with Aaron, our buddy Aaron from Circa, yeah. and he told me that they had like four or five people in the Circa Survivor, which is worth like, you know, a lot more money than what you and I are talking about who are on the Vikings. Could you imagine the whirlwind of emotions oh. on Saturday? If you're this deep into survivor and you had that Vikings team. Oh my yeah. God. Get a camera on those guys. My God, that's must see TV. <laughs> um, uh, I should not read the chat while we're doing the program. So I'm on my phone. So I can't see the chat today. And I'm a little yeah. bit, I think I'm lagging. That's why I'm cutting you off. I'm lagging a little no, bit because I'm on the phone. But uh, you're fine. what's this What's this comment? Uh, t- <laughs> TB says, <laughs> quote, throw a toothpick into a volcano. <laughs> That's a saying. <laughs> it's from the movie Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. If you remember that. Uh, oh, okay. Now I see why. Okay. So, One so of the great Gigolo. comedies of all time. So Deuce Bigelow said that about no, one of his. Uh, a uh, larger woman who was a client yeah. said that to him. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, of all the things I could have referenced in that moment, I haven't seen that movie in 20 years. Of all of the things I could have referenced, that's what came to my head. That's why you're the best, Williams. That's why you're the best. 
Trey King had 11 points in his Cyclone debut. He had yeah. How do you look? Minutes. He looked like a, a grown ass man. I will say that I. He's definitely he looks the part of a Big Twelve player. I don't think that he is going to come in and average like ten points a game for Iowa State in the Big Twelve, but he's like a legitimate frontline piece who should help with rebounding. He will definitely help defensively. I think he is a solid backup four man in the Big Twelve. A net win for the Cyclones. He looked better than I thought he would. I think that he. Um, yeah, I, I think he's definitely going to help down the stretch in that league where you just can't have enough big, uh, you got to realize, man, that league is so old and nasty. Now, all these teams, you have to have fouls to give, you have to have physicality and Iowa state, frankly, has been a bad rebounding team so far in 2022. So a net win for Iowa state, I, you can't take too much. Western Michigan's not very mm-hmm. good. I want to see him play real competition. But he was honestly looked he looked bigger out there than I thought he would, and that's to me what I'm looking for out of this guy. I think some fans are like, "Oh, he can shoot the three. It's like maybe, but I don't think that's going to be his deal in the Big Twelve. Um, he's a really good backup to Jazz Koontz and can play uh, multiple positions defensively, which is key for Iowa State if they want to make a run to get into the tournament. So I'll I'll take it. I'm I'm pretty happy with his debut. Did you get a chance to Good. watch it all? Uh no, I did not. I did I, I full disclosure here. I I'm not really locked into college basketball on the week of Christmas. I, I think that's the worst it's the worst week of college basketball there is. Like but the it's all these the giveaway lull, games. The, the lull between you know, the Cyhawk game and for Iowa, the opening up conference play. And then when you return to conference play or in Iowa State's case, when you start conference play on, uh, I think it's New Year's Eve for Iowa State. It's, it sucks. It's miserable. It's, it's, I, you, you can't take anything away from these games. Um, all you can do is just kind of reset. I mean, what, what, what do you think Iowa State is going to finish this year in the Big 12? And what do they have to do? to to make the postseason to make the big bloom names. and i bloom and i actually we we went really really in depth on this on cyclone fanatic last night so if you want more i'll give you the meat and potatoes here but if you want more uh, go and download that podcast i would put them six or seven if i had to redo the league right now going in i i think but the thing is with that league it's just these teams are so similar so like i like if you go to ken palm like the Baylor game, they're an underdog, but a two-point underdog. Like the at Oklahoma, they're a three-point underdog, right? It's all these toss-up games. So it's mm-hmm. really, really difficult. But I think they did enough in the non-con where I think if they go eight and ten in the Big 12, they're in for sure. I think if they go seven and eleven in the Big 12, they're probably in because their RPI and whatnot's gonna be high enough to we we usually see these Big 12 teams get in with that. And you know, a lot of it like this Villanova keep turning things around they've been playing a lot better since portland they got to get north carolina moving they some of those wins that they have need to look a little bit better st john's is going to be a really good win i think they're probably a tournament team at this point iowa i think it's better than anybody thought that they would here on this show at least so that loss isn't really going to hurt you a true loss at carver hawkeye arena and uconn right now is ranked as the number one team in the country by ken (laughs) pop so 
I think they're in really good shape if you just win seven or eight in the Big 12. And yeah, I don't think the Big 12 is as good as we – it's good. It's still probably the best league in basketball. But top end, I I think Iowa State has a chance to knock off a Kansas or a Baylor this year. Where last year they just simply – well, I guess Kansas they should have won in Lawrence. But you didn't feel talent-wise Iowa State could really hold a candle to them. And I just – I don't know. The Big 12 seems more like it was in football this year where everybody can beat everybody, where in the past you usually have two really good Big 12 teams, and then I, I just think that it's a total toss-up. I don't, I don't think there's – Kansas is the favorite by far, but they don't seem to me like they were a year ago, and that's that's just my outside analysis. They don't have that guy who's like, oh, he's the number one pick in the draft, nothing like that. Like They have guys that you can actually match up with. So now – Iowa State, do they have any more games until they yes. return to Big 12 play against Baylor? Oh, they God, we got another one of these horrible games. They got Omaha on Wednesday. Oh. Oh. Didn't Iowa just yeah. play Omaha? Yeah, you guys beat them by like 40. They're pretty bad. Yeah, they're pretty oh. bad. So that will be just a – get in and get out type of game. Uh, TB wants to know, uh, he, he says, quote, Don Hassel, quote, sure, Chris, you can do the podcast from the spare bedroom, but don't touch the thermostat. <laughs> yeah, the last time I was here, uh, I was looking all over for the thermostat. It was in August, and then it was too hot, so I wanted to turn the air up. I couldn't find the thermostat. And this is a new house. Problem? It's a new house, a so new? I was I, oh. I hadn't yeah he built it uh, I don't know a year year and a half ago I couldn't find it I couldn't find it finally I see this like piece of uh, one of these things you know this uh, these little papers that you rip off and you stick on post something post it note there you go I see a post it note in a weird place and I go up there and it's a blank post it note and I lift it up and oh the thermostat is underneath the post it note. Apparently, they don't like the light that emits from the thermostat. Oh. So they put a post-it note over it to That's keep clever. the light from shining. And it, no one hates light more than my dad. It's unbelievable. He's got this house. It's got a, what is it, a, a western, no, 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 eastern, northern exposure or whatever. So you got the light coming in. He paid, I think he paid extra for this lot. But he keeps all he the blinds light. in the house closed. It's like, wow, I, I can't see the TV if the, if the light's shining in. So all day we're sitting in there yesterday watching football, and it's it's like a dungeon. It's like we're in the basement, even though we're on the main level. And it's so dark, I'm running into things. I'm hitting my knee on furniture because I can't see. So I got In the up middle once. of the day? Yes. So I got it's up that once. dark. Yes. I got up once, I turned the lights on, <laughs> and I came and sat back down, and I was hoping that that would be okay. And he goes, well, God damn it, I've got to turn that light off. As I <laughs> glare on the TV. He won't even have the Christmas tree lights on because there's too much glare on the TV. Man. What, get, what kind of does he have like an old plasma or something? Like what kind of TV does he have? This TV and the and the thing is about this TV, it's like the surface of the sun, the brightness on this thing. 
Like you're watching the a football game. If, if, if there's a team in white, you can't even read the numbers on their jerseys because it's so bright. And I every time I'm here, I ask the other him. Night. Yeah. I ask him, can I turn the brightness down? What do you mean turn the brightness down? It's fine. It's fine. Don't you turn that brightness down because then you'll leave and I won't be able to see it. It's so bright it hurts my eyes. I almost went and got my sunglasses out of my room yesterday to watch the games. So you're sitting there in pitch dark wearing sunglasses watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts, man. I don't get it. So I, well, so I'm I glad. have to come in and open up all the blinds. And then they close them. Good to have you back here in the great state of Iowa. We want to give a shout out to our great Iowa corn farmers here in the. Uh, yeah, this is good for you. Get get back to your get back to your roots, hassle. Uh, all, all the great corn farmers over there in the eastern side of the state. We thank Iowa corn and all the great corn farmers for being a part of two guys named Chris here on Iowa everywhere. There's great corn farmers over on the western side of the state too, my friend. Over in Corning, we got great corn farmers over there in the great Adams County area. You, you see yeah, Corning, the, uh, was, Adams- Corning was named after corn, right? I mean, that's why it's – that's what they yeah. originally called corn farming. They called it Corning. <laughs> and that's why they named the city that. There you go. Hey, do you Actually, watch Yellowstone? Great, you know, do I watch it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a couple episodes behind those. No, okay. no spoilers. No. No, I have so, not seen so last night. Last night, they're doing some outdoor cookout thing where they got all kinds of meat. Looks great. But one of the sides Fairway was meat? a it, – it looked like it. It looked good. But one of the sides was corn, and it was corn on the grill – on the husk and they took the the husk off and they were like you know with with tongs or whatever they'd take the husk off put it on kevin costner's plate and he'd walk around with it the the husk was totally green like it looked like it there was no char nothing so it was it was absolutely fake it really upset me as a corn connoisseur that they would pretend like Pretend like this is some kind of great thing to eat. Is corn on the husk, on the grill that clearly hasn't been charred or anything. And they showed people eating the meat. They didn't show anybody eating that corn. Mm Because I guarantee you it was not cooked. Interesting. Only an Iowan would pick that apart watching Yellowstone. (laughs) Only in Iowa would be like, oh, that's a fraudulent piece of corn right there. Uh, thank you to Iowa Corn for sponsoring two guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. Fran McCaffrey, um, I'll be honest with you, Hassel. I don't agree with Fran McCaffrey very often over the years. Um, I just just haven't. He made a comment last week about NIL that I, I kind of think he's spot on about i'd be interested to get your take now there's some layers to this that i could pick apart i'm going to read it Mm -hmm. to you david eicholt from 247 uh tweeted out this quote um on nil by fran mccaffrey quote poor foresight by the ncaa they blew it bottom line you can't put the portal and nil together and say it's not going to become pay for play who didn't see that coming anybody in this room Anybody on the planet Earth saw that coming, okay? 
What do you think? Well, he's 100% right. Um, it was – there was no foresight by the NCAA. And there's no doubt that this was going to become not true NIL and actual pay-for-play. Now, I know that uh, Iowa and Iowa State are trying to keep those things separate and trying to make it true NIL. The difference is name, image, likeness is just it, you, you, you make money off of your – your name. You might make some jersey sales. You know, you sell your you sell your stuff with your name on it. You appear at a car dealership and and get paid for it. You you make money for your autographs. But what's going on, and it's interesting that the he said that a couple of days ago and now we have the Caden Proctor news with uh the likely flip of Caden Proctor to Alabama from Iowa. Uh Pay for play is just, quite frankly, you're you're getting money to attend that university and play that sport, and you're getting paid just to come and not necessarily have to do anything. And that is a problem because that's not what it was supposed to be. This, you're not supposed to be paying these guys salaries, which which is essentially what it's become for some, not most. But some, you're just you're getting a fly. I mean, that I'm pretty sure that's how Iowa got Caden McNamara. They promised him a certain amount of money, and he's coming. Maybe he'll make some uh, appearances at certain places, but it's 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 paying for coming, paying for playing. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I totally agree with Fran McCaffrey. The my question is: Is it? Uh, and it was kind of this way with Fran with the transfer portal. And I know he was in transfers in general. He's always been against that sort of thing. And the problem is that is what this game in, has become yeah. in basketball and football. And, and if you don't embrace it, you're going to be passed by. So is it something that should be said out loud, I guess, is the question. Yeah. And that was kind of where I would take it if if you're like, hey, give me a – critical take to this because I completely agree with Fran McCaffrey here. Mm-hmm. He's, he is spot on. Everything he said was, was perfect. Um, give you an example. Cause he's so fresh in the news. The day that name, image and likeness became legal. I woke up to a text from Brock Purdy who wanted to do some t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Like that's the spirit of it. Like, right. right? Like Jordan Bohannon going to that, uh, fireworks stand and getting paid 500 bucks or whatever to sit there and sign autographs. That's what it's about. And yeah, I mean, from what I understand on the McNamara, it sounds like pay for play, but like, I'm not judging them because everyone else is doing it. And that's the right. world we're living in now. And we would be here criticizing Iowa if they weren't doing that. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not blaming anybody. And I know my team's probably doing it too. Um, so I, I would. I think that you're walking a fine line here if you're Fran, and only because you don't want to be branded as the anti nil guy. That's just sure. that's all I'm saying. He didn't say anything wrong. You don't want to give anyone a well. That guy doesn't think you should be able to make any money, and I don't think that's what Fran's saying here. I think Fran is totally cool with hey. 
if Tony Perkins wants to, on one of his nights off, go out and sign autographs at a sports bar, um, go for it, right? Right, Because that's what mm-hmm. the whole thing is supposed to be. I think Fran is making a good point. However, there's some really bad players out there, and this will be used against him in some way, shape, or form. I don't think it's a big deal. But, yeah, I'm with you Like on the saying it out loud thing. It's just – but, again, like I'm not going to be a hypocrite because – I'm the guy who last week was like, hey, we need more coaches to be like Mike Leach and to say what they actually think. Mm-hmm. And that's what Fran did here. And I completely agree with him. So Yeah, and he did go on to say that he his players are making a little cash and it's nobody's getting rich, nope. you know, on the pro, on the program, but they're making some nice cash doing some doing some things and and that's how it's supposed to be. But like you said, the problem is if you really want to compete at that top level, you got to figure out pay for play. That's what it's become. Yeah, it's uh, the the tricky part of it, too, when it comes to true name, image, and likeness. And I only say this as a guy who sells advertising, right? Like, that's how we make a living in any of us and what we do. Is the true name, image, and likeness for the majority of these guys comes nowhere near some of the paychecks that these collectives are giving them. And the reason I say that is like, I mean, college football, I mean, you got to have a shit ton of followers on social media to demand these six figure type of checks. Mm-hmm. A college football player is at a major disadvantage because they wear a helmet and we don't see their faces. And right, like there's there's so many layers to this thing. I've I said from day one that I thought Caitlin Clark was the most valuable athlete in the state of Iowa. And I think I've been proven right with that. The female athletes are at a huge, um, they have a great opportunity here, which I think is awesome. They've been, you know, kind of buried for decades now. This is great for them. Uh, but, but again, like for true name, image, and likeness, let's say a, uh, an offensive lineman is getting a million dollars. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, do you know, like how much media you would have to do with your, 7,000 Twitter followers to equal that, right? Like, it's really, really, really difficult. And yeah. that's where it's just like, if anybody would come back, no, it's not. It's pay for play. You're you're paying them to play football. And I think that the legislation will catch up to it. Fran's right. Uh, at some point, there's going to be profit sharing with these TV contracts. It just has to be. There's just no other way around that. But, yeah, we're in a weird, weird spot right now with National Signing Day coming up on Wednesday. And there are a lot of, I don't even know if I call them rumors. I don't think they're rumors. It seems like Caden Proctor is leaning Alabama now. Yeah, it's it's reports now. Yeah. I mean, when when David Eicholt and the, the folks at 24-7 Sports change their crystal ball from Iowa to Alabama, that is, that's not a rumor. That's a report. I mean, these guys are uh, really good at what they do. Um, it's all they do. I know these recruiting yes. guys like this is when a guy from Iowa changes the crystal ball of a five-star <clears throat> player like Proctor who's in state that means a lot question is what do we make of it how big of a blow is this do you want me to be critical or, or I'll, I'll argue both ways for you which do you want me to the glass half full <laughs> okay. or glass right. half yeah. empty? Yeah, give me the glass half full on this, Chris. 
the glass half full on this is that you're you're Iowa still, and I I know that this pains many of you Hawkeye fans out there who think that you're on a you know a different level than than you often are. You're still Iowa trying to compete with Alabama, and this stuff is going to happen. There's a reason why you don't generally get five star guys in the past, and this probably would have happened with or without name, image, and likeness. Okay. Like, I mean, the Pierce Bacher, right? Like, this has happened before. You're still Iowa compared to Alabama. That's the glass half full. The problem is it's this late in the game, and he yeah. had committed to Iowa. It was all – it was all – it was It was like, oh, okay, well, I'm, we're going to take this trip out to Oregon. And he did that and st- still stuck with Iowa. And so I think after he did that, we were kind of counting the chickens – so to speak. And it's really late in the game. Now we got early signing day in a couple days and the offense offensive line has been so bad the last couple of years. Can I give you my glass half empty? Yes. Yes. What have you done? If you're Kirk and Brian Ferentz to convince this kid on the field to come and play for you the last few years, why would he want to go there? Even with McNamara, like I get it. Like you're, you're getting some reinforcements, whatever, but your line is deteriorating by the year since Chris Doyle left. You've your your offense was the laughing stock of college football for the majority of the season. You're a five star kid. I mean, what's the better decision for him personally right now? This isn't Iowa ten years ago where you're cranking these guys. I, I know they've had good linemen. They haven't had good lines for a while. Yeah. So that's the glass half empty where I kind of point at Kirk and Brian Ferentz and say, like, we should have made it. You should have made a move last year, guys. Like, right now, I'll also throw. I do feel like the Proctor kid. I'm not criticizing him. I won't criticize a high school kid. He seems to like attention. If you follow him on Twitter and stuff like that, like, I, I think he's really enjoyed this process where a lot of these guys would stop taking visits once they make a commitment. Mm-hmm. Caden did not. I think he enjoys it, and I would say, live it up, young man. You only get to do this mm-hmm. once. Well, with that, it made it difficult for Iowa because he's going to Oregon. He's going to Alabama. He's seeing different parts of the country he's never seen before. He's got all these people in his head. And, you know, Iowa shit out of luck here. This sucks. Like, I would be devastated, too, if I were an Iowa fan. I actually – I am I think it sucks because I wanted to – I like keeping the good players in our state. I like it for – I don't care where they go. Keep him in the state. Uh, Cooper DeGene's a kid like that. Like I, I'm glad he's in our state. And Caden Proctor, I uh, wish him well. I wish he would be playing football in our state. So you you said that you think this would have happened regardless of NIL. You don't think that this had anything to do with the amount of money Alabama could give him? I, I think that that is a part of the equation. I don't think that is the equation. Because, I mean, this has happened before. Like, I was thinking about this last night, Chris, because I last thing I did was put our rundown together before I went to bed, and I was I was thinking about it in bed. With the Fran McCaffrey quote, with the Caden Proctor situation, because that was the last thing I saw. I texted you. I was like, I saw Eichholz deal, and I was like, hey, we better, we better keep an eye on this. And it just kept going back to, like, I mean, we've seen stuff like, like this stuff has happened for decades. Like I mean, it it did. Are we cons- like the Harrison Barnes situation, the Pierce Bacher, right? Like we've seen so many 
essences of this were these super talented kids from our state, and then they end up leaving at the last. But minute. the difference in this case, Chris, is that he, he Iowa had him. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, and I'm sure that NIL played a part in it. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. But there's other stuff too. Like, if you if you were his dad, what's the best decision for you to go to Alabama or to go to Iowa? It's a good, you can't that's deny a, that's, that's that either. Point. The, yeah. It all plays together. It's all part of the stew. And like, okay, so there's a guy Stephen who's coming at me in the chat. NIL sealed the deal. Come on, get real, guys. They've been getting paid for. 40 years like this isn't new we just know about it now like these do you think these sec schools are now all of a sudden like oh we're gonna start paying these guys come on you telling me <laughs> to get real you think this is like all of a sudden bama's like oh i'm gonna pay for this offensive lineman come on this has always been happening but now we we know they're taking visits because they're posting pictures on so, like that bama quarterback posted a video of Proctor over the weekend. So now we're all getting stirred up, right? Like it's just, we just know so much more. This stuff has always been happening. It's just above board now. And I think now there's also because of the collectives and because it's okay. Right. I think there's also more money to go around for the absolute offensive no lineman. No doubt. Compared to maybe the quarterback, the running back, the, the wide receiver, the great safety it's I, I think that these offensive linemen now are are are, are seeing a little bit more money in completely flux. agree. You're no no doubt. Um and if that's the case, it's like again, it sucks. And let's say he's getting a million dollars. I'm just throwing that out there for a year. And Iowa was gonna offer him three hundred. Again, I'm just throwing out arbitrary numbers. Mm-hmm. Like do you blame him? Like you know, the whole thing is just like it doesn't make no. it right. I would still be pissed if I I would still be pissed if I'm you today as an Iowa fan, right? Because you're a fan. You're you got your parking. You're paying for your parking. You're paying for your tickets. You're paying for all this stuff. And now, oh, now I got to come up and find a way to match what Alabama's offering the freaking offensive lineman out of Southeast Polk. This pisses me off if I'm a fan today. I agree, but it also. It's just the reality of the world that we're in. And we've also seen, look at Texas A&M this year, look at Miami this year. It doesn't necessarily guarantee yeah. success either. So. My my worry is just what this is going to do internally to locker rooms and friends. Like, Because this thing, it's not a, okay, this is what you're making uh, for the next four years. It's a contract. It's set in stone. And even even when you do get that in the NFL, you do get guys that will hold out, you know, and, and they're not happy with the amount of money they're making. But, like, for instance, let's just go back to the Cade McNamara thing. Iowa needed to come up with money to get him to transfer there. And I'm sure it gets out how much he's making. We've and heard you've got a, And then you've got a player like – let's just say Cooper DeGene, who maybe they weren't giving him any money from the collective Mm -hmm. because they didn't need to. And then he says, or someone else on that defense says, look at what we're doing over here. I mean, aren't we worth something? Aren't, why am I not worth more than this? Like how, where does it, like it's, you give a mouse a cookie. Where does it stop? Where, where does it like, listen guys, this is, this is what we're paying this guy. 
We'll talk to you next year. Or, or can they say like, right now, I want, I want a hundred thousand dollars, or I'm transferring. I'm gone. Like, that's what's going to happen at a lot of these places. Once you hear about, if you if you pay someone way over the amount that you're paying everybody else, then they're all going to want a little bit more. Absolutely, and maybe rightfully so. You have to have a hell of a culture in place to be a defensive player at Iowa or Iowa State and not feel that way after this last season. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, like you think all the money Kipa, would be going to that defense. Yeah. Um, I want to read this tweet that Fran Fraschilla put out earlier in the week, and it, it plays right into this. He says, quote, and I, I love Fran. He's not a throw-crap-against-the-wall type of guy. And this is the most predictable thing ever. I'm hearing that some talented college teams, he's talking about basketball, are starting to crack because NIL payments are not being made on time. NIL promises not being kept or jealousy among teammates, not a value judgment on NIL. It's just human nature, the quote, new normal. Hmm. And stuff you don't even think about, like the payments being made on time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then like, and I could go to the, this is why I never thought it was sustainable. If you're, if you're a Texas A&M or Miami football guy right now, and you just shelled out 3 million of your own dollars last year, and that's what you, you're going to be a little more gun shy the next time around. Right. And there's no guarantee that like, we all think Caden Proctor is going to be a 15 year pro probably. Right. But Mm -hmm. I don't know that. (laughs) Right. Like there's going to be guys that are misses. This is college athletics. And I just think right now it's still this fancy new toy for a lot of rich people. And they haven't been burned yet, but eventually they will be in some. And the the thing with with these people giving this amount of money, it's not a one time payment. Or at least these collectives hope it's not like because if you're thinking if I'm an Iowa State booster and I've got a lot of money and I'm seeing that Iowa's raising more money than Iowa State and we need we need a cash infusion to to keep up. All right. I'm gonna give you you know what? Five million dollars. It's yours. Next year, little old Bloom's gonna come around. <laughs> I need it. can I have Five million more dollars. Can I have some money to pay the hundred deckers? I need. I can, uh, It's gone. The money's gone. I need more million dollars to pay the players. See, it's going to happen every year. Now you can say, oh, "I'm going to give you five million dollars." That's all I'm giving you for five years. You use a million dollars a year. It doesn't work that way. Then you need more. If you up it, you can't then fall back down the next year and not have. You've got it. You got. You got to pay it and continue to pay it. I mean, this is a th- that. That's another. Give a mouse a cookie. It's not just for the players. It's it's for these people that are paying into the collectives as well. Because it's, if you pay it once, little old Bloom is coming back for another one. It's the same deal as where we were at 15 20 years ago with facilities right oh we gotta 
everybody's got to do their part. Everybody's got to chip in. Every, we got to we right, man. Our mm-hmm. we our facility sucks. I mean, we're trying to compete with Texas here, and I was like, well, we're trying to compete with Ohio State, and now like, have you ever been to an NFL facility compared to a college facility? It's a joke. No. The college facilities are three <laughs> times the size. Why? Oh, because they don't yeah. pay the players. They have to have a place to put that money, right? And now that conversation has shifted. And at least for now, the ones who are going to be successful are going to be the programs that can juggle culture and paying the guys. Um, it's not necessarily who can pay the most, but you, like Frischilla says, and I think you had a really insightful monologue there about five minutes ago. It's like, there's got to be a, there's got to be a fine line. And I think that the plan of, I mean, if you can get to a point where everybody's getting something um, is, is kind of the way to go. But again, that's just straight pay for play. Like the backup offensive lineman has no name, image, and likeness value. None. Does he have value to the team and to the program? And he's worth something? Absolutely. Does he have any value? Does Iowa or Iowa State's backup right guard have any name, image, and likeness value? If they walked into Applebee's, would anybody recognize them? No. And Thank if you you're after great conversation today, if you're an Iowa offensive lineman, you might know who they are, and you might still not have any name, image, likeness value because you're so damn bad the last couple of years. The Caden Proctor thing sucks. Like, I don't know yeah. how else to put it. It just sucks. Like, I, I feel bad for Iowa fans, but at the same time, it's like if he's getting a bag and he gets to go play for Nick Saban in Alabama, like, it's it's just the unfortunate reality of where we – I just – I had a sinking feeling about this deal when that kid kept posting pictures of all these visits and stuff like that. It's just <laughs> – uh, I don't blame him though. Like, no, I don't. Why would I, I, I you go either. to Tuscaloosa for an official visit? Like, come on. Like, and as you mentioned, the NFL is not guaranteed. No, if you can get it now, get it while you can. Especially, you know, you blow out a knee. You you can do that in one practice. You just mm-hmm. you just never know. Uh, final topic here: the World Cup. So, man, I'm, that was amazing. I'm, I'm fired up. I. I cashed a ticket. I bet Argentina to win it via Circa plus 500. So I, I made a little Was that little money. Before the, before the, before the tournament started, yeah. I, uh, okay, nice. Uh, I was kind of rooting for Messi to, to get that done. And uh, it comes down to a shootout yesterday. Were you, is, is Don Hassel like locked into the World Cup? I figured that'd be a <laughs> tough stretch. <laughs> we, uh, we uh, so it, it's like probably eleven o'clock Central Time, and I'm like, "Oh shoot, the World Cup is on! The World Cup final is going on right now." And so we we turn it on, and they're showing the highlights of this frantic second half comeback, and the game tied at two, going to extra time. And my dad starts looking at his watch. Say, like, well, we got 
This is going to over. This thing better end before the Bears game. <laughs> and he's uh, it's phenomenal. We're, we're watching an extra time, and he's sitting there just. Oh, I'd rather watch corn grow. <laughs> I, why do people like this? And it's like in the middle of the greatest soccer yeah. match of all time. Some people are calling it the greatest sporting event of all time. And so he's like, I'm going to shower. So he gets up. It's 2-2. He goes and showers, leaves the sofa. He goes to shower. Boom, boom. Two goals. He comes back. What? It's 3-3. Three, three. What the hell happened? And then it goes to penalty kicks. And he's sitting there. It's 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 eleven fifty penalty kick start. Looking at his watch, what are they gonna do if this game goes past noon? The, the, what about the Bears game? It's like I don't. I, unless this goes like in like ten penalty kicks deep, it's gonna <laughs> end in time. It's gonna be one fun. of the good things about soccer. You know when it's gonna be over. That's and that's why I can watch soccer easier than I can watch a baseball game oh. because if it's not, you know, if it's not elimination round knockout stage of the world cup or champions league or whatever, it's going to end in two hours, really like an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. But this thing goes and all he cares about, he's, he's rooting for Argentina because they go up because all he cares about is this he's, thing not going. He just wants to watch past the Bears. noon. Yeah. And so then finally Argentina wins it and it's like 1157. And of course, they start showing all the the celebration and the pageant. Wait, what are they doing? What did they cut to the? Get off this thing! Get off this thing! What, who who cares? It's over. And, you know, Rob Stone comes in and he starts narrating, and yeah, all the post game coverage go to FS1, and then he's like, "What am I doing? It's it's noon. Go flip it over. Flip it over. What? I don't want any more of this garbage." And, and, of course, they were always going to flip it over right at noon. They were just getting it right up to, to yeah. noon, and They're away we it. go. Away we go with the Bears game. So he didn't miss He didn't miss anything. But uh, he's not a fan. Not a fan. I thought it was great. I enjoyed I the World too. Cup considerably more than I ever have enjoyed soccer in my life. The yeah, World it, Cup is You know great. why? I, Gambling. Gambling did it for sure, me. Sure. That helps. Yeah. I just – the thing with soccer, the reason I can't get 100% into it is because because I don't have a rooting interest unless it's the U.S. in the World yeah. Cup. I don't – I haven't adopted some team. Like MLS is still the MLS, and it's getting better, but the soccer in Europe is so much better. So the people that are really into it, they adopt a team in Europe. See, I did that. I picked the Arsenal during the pandemic because it was one of yeah. the only things going. And I really did, like, for a year and a half. Like, I'd DVR their games and I'd flip through them. And, like, but it's just, like, I can't. But how? I can't reason, just get so immersed in it. Like, I just, it's just not possible for me. The reason we love our teams is because we grew up loving them and we, yeah. we grew up with a connection to yeah. them. Like, if you're an Iowa fan, you grew up probably close to Iowa city and you went to games as a kid. Like I can't just pick a team like Arsenal. What, you know, what I kind of connection it? do you have with Arsenal? 
you know why I picked them? Because the logo? They're the rival team of Scott Sipker's favorite team. Oh, okay. So he's like he's like a huge European soccer fan. So I like he's trying to like convince people to root for to watch this during the pandemic. And I was like, well, who's your team's rival? <laughs> and he said Arsenal. And I go, fine, that's my team. Because I want to be, I want to root for the team that is your mm-hmm. team's rival. That's how I got that team. But that's your only connection. Eh, if it if it if it just tweaks Sipker just a little bit, it's worth it for me. Spopker, I should have invited Spopker in your place. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad, but I uh, I did though. Saturday was pretty awesome. I won't lie. I watched like. 13 hours of football because that bowl game started really early and then the Bills game actually the Boise State game got over at like midnight it was perfect just perfect you, sh- you should have seen the amount of food that Fails ate at this restaurant Fails isn't even a big guy like I mean no but he can eat what was he, he well we ordered three appetizers and so you know we, we had quite a bit to eat before the meal I think in the picture I posted, you could see some of the hummus that's still on yeah, the plate. It it's that whole plate hummus. in front of fails. You guys don't have anything in front of you. Yeah, well, that's fails. the happen. That's the appetizer. And when we were done with the appetizers, he he pulled them in front of him. And it was funny because the staff at the restaurant would come by, and they'd say, "Oh, can I take this away? Can I take that away?" And my dad and I were like, "Oh, sure, sure." And Andy goes, "No, no, 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 no. You you just you leave that here. I'll get back to it." So he would save these these plates with like a couple pieces of bread or a couple pieces of shrimp, he'd save them all. And so we, we all order our, our own meals after three appetizers and he ordered a bread service. So the, he likes the, the bread, big bread guy, big bread guy. Yeah. Even though we had bread pita with the hummus, he ordered extra bread. How are you? Then, then we get our meals. Can't get that in corny. And I can promise you that. My dad gets the steak frites in Southwest Iowa. <laughs> My dad gets the steak frites and they give him like a, a, a just a, they just plop a million fries, these skinny fries on top of the steak. It's like four servings of fries. I get, I get some kind of like spaghetti thing. It was amazing with like sausage and jalapenos. Andy gets some kind of steak as well. And, I, I eat all mine. I have a few of my dad's French fries because there's so many. Andy, when we're done, we're, we've been done for like 15 minutes. And Andy all of a sudden has all these plates around him. He's got my dad's uh, French fries. And my dad didn't eat all of his steak. So Andy's got my dad's French fries, my dad's steak. He's got all the appetizers. He's got the bread service. And he's just shoveling it into his mouth. Now, what is go? How can you eat this much? Sure enough, he finally eats everything on the table, and then like the night's done because he's too stuffed. Yeah, he's too full. He can't. Oh, guys, I got I I gotta go home. We gotta go back. I I I I just I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's gonna take a big dump. He was like out. He went. We got home. The Bills game was going on. It was great. And he's just laying. No, he's just laying on the couch, just sitting there, not not drinking anything. He's just uh, he's just miserable. How are those the cocktails? Rest of the night. 
in that picture? Were the well, cocktails good? Uh, my cocktail was good because I, I know the one cocktail that they make well at this place, and it's called the Paper Plane. It's a whiskey drink with Aperol. It's, re- it's really good. My dad and Andy, my dad got an old-fashioned, which was pretty good. Andy got this apple old-fashioned that was horrible. It, they use Andy's like a bit of a whiskey cocktail snob too. Like he, he is he like makes these on his own. So he, he knows. Does, I mean, I, I make cocktails too, but I, I'm not going to, I don't want anything with apple whiskey in it. Disgusting. It wasn't just like they flavored a little, it was apple flavored whiskey in this cocktail. It was terrible. I, I almost puked when I took a sip of it, but yeah. uh, the meal, the meal was great. Andy gained Sounds like I missed 10 out. pounds. You did miss out. I think I think that that restaurant was maybe a little bit too high class for you, though. Perhaps. I don't know if you would have fit in at this place. That place in Vegas, Barry's down there at uh, Circa. They, uh... well, yeah, you asked for a Bush Light in in a in, in a sloppy Joe. The the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> well, we went way over time was... here. Yeah, we got it. Well, you don't have to get to work today, so I, that's not true. A huge deal. I do. What kind of work do you do? Working now. Uh, I got to go uh, meet with some Cyclone Fanatic clients here. Uh, I got to get this posted. Got a call with an advertiser coming up at mm. ten. Yeah, I got I got a busy day to. I got actually the next three days are kind of nuts to get everything into your stuff, man. It's not fun. It's mm. all like you got to paperwork and all that stuff so yeah. i'm glad you're dealing with it not me enjoy uh enjoy eastern iowa and, and western uh, iowa and western i'll be iowa. going there I'm you gotta go tomorrow get a picture of the adams county speedway you won't regret it it's one of my favorite places in the world pretty sure i mean i might have to stay in the car to get this i mean i'm not going outside in this weather to get a picture at that miserable place Will you go back with me sometime and go to a race? That I, sounds I horrible. People, we had some people, uh, my guy Cliff Baldwin, he runs the place there. He's a, he's watching the show, big Hawkeye fan, Cliff. And he said that he'd uh, get you an air-conditioned suite <laughs> just to get you out to the racetrack. I mean, that would I mean, it would get me away from the dirt and the, and the smell and the sound. <laughs> I could just be in there. I, do they make uh, Do they make paper planes? No, I'm sipping on they, my, my got, paper plane. They got Tall Boys, uh, Bush, Keystone Coors, Keystone. Oh yeah, we love the Stones. Back in Western Iowa, a, you, drink a Keystone. Go to the store today. Go to your fairway. Buy some Keystone and buy a Coors Light. Tastes the exact same. Yeah, One's you're a Coors. Cheaper. You like Coors Light. Don't I you? love Coors Light. Yeah, it's really good. I'd rather drink that than Bud Light, but I prefer Bush Light. It's I'm all over the place. You are all over the place. Uh, Jeremy's watching. He's a big dirt track guy. Nothing better than a little dirt in your beer. I couldn't agree more, Jeremy. <laughs> Adds to it, brother. All right. Um, appreciate you guys listening. We will not have a live show on Thursday because of Chris's travel plans with the holidays. We will have something in its place. I'm working on that as far as how that will go. 
Uh, we'll have a full slate of shows. I know Jerry and Jabo are doing a show this week. Sage is planning to do a show this week. Uh, Miller and I will do a show at least one in the next two weeks. But we'll we're going to be active during the holidays. It just may be a smidge different than what you are used to. But all right, Hassel, enjoy your trek across Iowa. It's beautiful. All right. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I'm still freezing. By the way. Thanks to Matt Van Winkle. It's great to have him uh, production-wise for us here on Iowa Everywhere. Thank you, Matt. Enjoy your Monday. Stay warm, everybody. Iowa Everywhere.